one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey man. Hey man. We're at, this is Hip Hop Save My Life, so I'm getting stuff out of my bag yeah, when I'm yeah. doing this intro. Uh, how are you, Rupert? I'm good, yeah. We just come from uh, from an in- interview, so this is a post interview intro. Yeah, it's the first time we've done this, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to dwell on it for as long as we have done, but... Um, Just to set the scene, yes. we're in the basement of... Sweet Chick. Nas's London-based... Chicken Eatery. Chicken Eatery. Yeah. 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 And who did we just interview? Uh, DJ Premier, this yeah. up-and-coming... I don't know if you can tell, but we, we're fanboying. Yeah. It was a horrible... I'd hate to watch us record oh the podcast. Oh, my God. I felt like we were just leading forward. I know. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think I said, wow, 45 times. Yeah. I, I said, really? <laughs> like that? 106 times. And I, I had to stop myself to, like, sort of make... From making sort of sarcastic remarks, because he can't really go there. No, the, the fear is, is that you sort of go, well... I want Primo to know that we're cool, funny yeah, guys, yeah. but at the same time, I don't want to offend him, so he gets up and leaves the interview. <laughs> and then forever, every time I see Primo, whatever gig or whatever, I'll know that he thinks I'm a cop. Yeah. That would be the worst, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think the most relaxing part was him ordering food. Yeah, so oh, we, that we was. got a little breather. Yeah, that was the only time when you and I displayed any kind of humour. <laughs> and that was because we were talking to each other and he couldn't hear us. You pitched a kale burger. Oh, God, it just. <laughs> It went to nothing. You've been busy. You're tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Yeah, I've just done the fucking Royal Variety. There you go, mate. Oh, yeah, how was that. it? It's good, but I, I would, I, I want to know if anybody has had more diverse uh, jobs in entertainment than doing the Royal Variety and then yeah. going on to interview DJ Premier. Yeah, DG Premier. DG. I'm still dealing with the adrenaline, <laughs> and then recording this incredible <laughs> intro in someone's office with, with no windows. <laughs> You've made it, dude. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So, anyway, Hip Hop Saved My Life with uh, up-and-comer DJ Premier. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back, because it's time for the podcast. And without no further ado, we're going to celebrate the legacy of hip hop and gangsta, and it goes a little something like this. I can't stop, it's got to be the short shot, and it's like that, one more time. That's the shit. Welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life, uh, and we are delighted to say we are joined by a legend, DJ Premier. Hello. I can't Hello believe there. you're doing this, man. I'm here, I'm here, man. You made it. So you're about to do uh, a gig with... Oh. Uh, Laura Finesse. <laughs> can't call it. That's Laura Finesse on the phone. you got to answer it. Yeah. you got to answer it. Laura Finesse, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so uh, what brings you over to London? It's on silent. Um, I'm actually... Uh, 
um, on a promo tour for our new Gangstar album, One of the Best Yet. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to do the whole run from London to Germany and just all throughout. And uh, But uh, time won't permit right now. And uh, the album dropped November 1st. And um, actually the physical CD just dropped on the 15th of November. And the vinyl drops out here December 7th. Right, and we both listened to the album. It's an amazing album. Thank you very much. It's unbelievable, and um, I wasn't expecting. I mean, I don't think anybody was yeah. expecting a new Gangstar album. So, yeah. how, <laughs> how long? So how, you, yeah, how long had you planned it for? Um, it was planned to come after the anniversary of uh, Moment of Truth's twentieth year. Was it twenty years? Uh, Moment of Truth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were gonna, you know, do a whole. We, we did a whole bundle of merch, and then right after that, we were supposed to drop the. Uh, first single which was going to be Bad Name um, then uh, we ran into some roadblocks my father got sick very sick and then he passed away in the, in the mix of all of that so I had to put everything on hold and focus on family first so uh, during that that situation um, that took a few months to just get back to New York and you know everybody knows I'm from Texas originally uh, I think y'all know that yeah we yeah, do and then um once I regrouped to make sure my mom was straight and my whole family was back in order, I got back to recording the album. Amazing. And how did it come about that you decided that it's time that you were going to do um, a new one? Uh, ever since Guru passed for the last seven years, I knew that somehow his partner Solo had uh, his hands on uh, unreleased materials because I went to court with his with Guru's family, his right. son's mother, and Guru's sister to uh, one, one of his siblings because he has a brother and two sisters but uh, they wanted to get their hands on the rights to everything he owns rightfully so yeah. because it should go to his son who's the heir to his estate yeah who's also on the album right yeah yeah. he's Keith Elam as well he's Keith Kasim Elam Guru is Keith Edward Elam yeah. so with that in mind um, I was like, well, he and I don't get along, so you know he's not gonna want me to have him. Yeah. But we, st- I still got, I still believe mm-hmm. how somehow I'm gonna have it. Seven years fast forward, uh, for one, he lied under oath during the courts. I was there for a lot of it, and uh, he eventually changed his uh, his lie and said that he does have stuff. Uh, they won, the family won the case, uh, all you know, all his bank accounts, everything, but. He put it into appeal, which is still the case. So, you know, if you appeal, that holds everything up. It's almost right. like a bankrupt situation. Uh, it protects you from losing all your property. So, it, it, the appeal court hasn't happened yet. So, that delays getting our hands on the material. Right. My manager said, "Let me see if I can." You know, my manager Ian said, "I have no emotional attachment because my my manager's newer to the family and he's younger, so he wasn't around the whole gangster." trials and tribulations after he hooked up with Solar. So um, during that time, being that's all new to him, he's like, I have no emotional attachment. You should let me see if I can get get involved with making it happen. He reached out to to his lawyer and the lawyer said, it's it's a possibility based on what kind of number you're talking. He said, "Uh, let's let's, let's figure it out. So the number started being thrown around. First it was astronomical I'm like no I'm not paying for that Yeah, I'm cool just sticking with the legacy we had more time passed another number was thrown I'm like no I'm not paying that you know and then finally came to a number I was comfortable to pay for and um, we did negotiations and uh, we he, did, he signed a contract that stated all rights are being relinquished to me and, and to the estate 
and I told them, I think I can make a full Gangstar album if if, you, if I get your okay. They would like totally do what you need to do. Right. We, we trust you. Mm. And I've known his family since I joined the group, so mm. we're already familiar that it wasn't somebody that I'm not somebody they had to get to know. Yeah. Even his son, you know, since he was born, he's known me. So uh, they've never looked at me as the bad guy or a person they couldn't trust. And then also his nephew, Justin, who's a major part of all of this because he's the one that started this whole ride of exposing him on YouTube and talking about. Right. Something weird is going on with my uncle, and I'm putting it out there, and that's how it started this whole drama. So he's a very important part, even though Solar denounces him, he's legit. And plus, I have no need to lie after being in 30 years yeah. and all the accomplishments we've done in tours, and all the people that know me know I'm not an asshole and, and somebody that you hate in the industry. So it's, it's believable that I'm telling the truth, you know what I'm saying? And, and then uh, what gain would I have when we already have seven albums under our belt? Yeah. Even if we never did this eighth album, we're still fine because you, yeah. those albums will never stop existing. So as time passed, he, we came up with a number. He, uh, I said, let me hear all the material to make sure it's not stuff that's already been released. Yeah. I listened to him. These were rhymes I were not familiar with. I checked every Jad Mataz album. I checked his ball head slick in the click. There were, there were a couple that were on there. Um, there was one that was on there, I take that back, one. And the one that was on there was a freestyle that he used to do in our shows to segue into another song. Right. I was like, you know what, that's one out of 30. Yeah. Some, uh, some of the, out of the 30, some of them weren't excellent, but I'd rather be in possession of them. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me still buy them. Yeah. You know? so like I said, they, they weren't incredible, but. So none, none of that stuff was stuff that you'd recorded with him? No. Just the two of you? Yeah, yeah. not at all. Wow. Yeah. And so what, you did you, so you cherry picked the stuff that you thought was right. like top quality, right? Mm -hmm. His lawyer brought everything so I could hear him. And then once I heard, heard every, the first time he brought them, they were, he just brought snippets. And I was like, no deal. Yeah. Because they're fading out in 60 seconds yeah. or 30 seconds. And I'm yeah, like, I yeah. yeah, I don't I know. The, that's as far as it goes. Was he sitting there with you, listening? The lawyer, listening not him. Him. not right, him. Right. I didn't want to be in the yeah. room with him. Um, it would have been ugly. Yeah. So uh, the lawyer sat there. Uh, we said, no go. Let's re find another day to meet. We met another day. And then he played the full version right. so that I could go, go, okay, this is definitely a go. Because, again, you can't go off of snippets. Nah, and, yeah. then, and then um, I just started already kind of hearing the ones that I, that I felt like I could already mess with this hint listening. Even in snippet mode, I was like, ooh, bad name. And, that, and they didn't have no titles. They were just track one, track two, track yeah. three, track four, track five, track six, track seven, track eight, you know. So they, I had, uh, as I heard them, I started just writing, I call them dummy titles, hmm. just some so I could reference because I don't want to be like play five, track seven. It won't really... Yeah, register in my brain. So, but names do. So I started uh, bad name. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then uh, diamonds are forever like family. At the time, I just put diamonds. You know, yeah. but I didn't want to call it diamonds because Rihanna had a hit diamonds. Uh, Kanye had diamonds, and he did the remix with Jay Z. And then there's it's just a lot of diamond records. Uh, so I was like, but this is diamonds in a completely different context, isn't it? Yeah, but just temporarily, I wrote diamonds. But I said yeah. when I when we get to the point of where I titled it, yeah. I'm not going to call it that. I was yeah. going to call it Family and Loyalty, and then in parentheses put diamonds, but I'm like, that's too much. It's called Family and Loyalty because he says that in the rhyme. Yeah. And everything was based off of 
what he said, I would just write it down until I had, a, had names to, to reference. And then I started just pulling the ones that sounded like I could go to work and start doing it. It took me three songs to really start saying, yeah. I'm ready to do this. Uh, was it difficult? Was it emotionally or what was it difficult? Very emotional, uh, crying by myself, right. you know, when no one's around. They know I'm going two, three in the morning. When no one's around, the phone's not going to ring at that time. And I could just go to work on it and just pray over his ashes because the family gave me some of his ashes. So I would pray over that with some sage, which is known to ward off all negative energy. Yeah. I would do a little ritual that I do when I walk in the room. And when I get started, I leave the ashes right there on the board right here. And, I, and there's a dope picture of us in this frame and it's sitting right there. So I put the ashes in front and then I feel like he's right there with me. Sometimes I'll be working on the beat and then I'll just put my hand on the ashes like yeah. that and just, just be like, yeah, and then get right back to it. And it just started coming together. The first song I did was called Bless the Mic, yeah. which is actually the last song on the album. That one I was like, mm, this is cool, a little smooth and laid back, but... I, I gotta make that 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 gang star joint. And then Bad Name was the second record I made. Yeah. And I made that, I'm like, this is us. This right. is traditional gang star. Blessing Mike was too, but Bad Name was what I was looking for to create, to get into gang star mode. Yeah. Mm. Then after that one, I did a, a one called So Many Rappers, but not the one on the, on the album. It was a totally different piano style loop. Uh, totally different from the one that I, that I ended up remixing and making that beat. And then Family and Loyalty was the fourth one I did. Once I did Family and Loyalty, I was like, we're really in the groove now. Yeah, yeah. That's when I started making phone calls. I hit, hit up Drake, said, hey man, just right after we finished up working on Sandra Rose on his album, he was like, man, I'm going on tours anyway, I can maybe after the tour's over. But I was like, I don't want to stop the momentum of locking down guaranteed artists so mm -hmm. I was like maybe next time so uh, reached out to Kendrick and they were like this is the bad time he's about to get into record mode uh, and he needs to focus on that so maybe you know later and I'm like yeah. okay no problem reached out to Cole but I gave him so many rappers the original version and as soon as I gave it to him I texted him and said yo man uh, forget I gave you that he had just let me get the acapella to 1995 and I did a DJ premiere remix to that. And I said, the subject matter that Guru is saying is too similar to that. So I, I really don't want you on that one. He goes, bro, that's crazy. You, I was about to text you and tell you the wow. same thing. Yeah. I've already touched on that subject. So he said, just send me whatever else you got. I waited till damn near the last three or four songs to mix. And then I sent Cole, Family and Lords, even though I had already worked on it, but I re- uh, uh, you know, I, I re, re uh, uh, visited working on it, and I'm like, now nah, I need an MC. Mm. And Guru's second verse was right next to the first verse. I split it and separated and said, Something needs to go in the middle. Told Cole that within 10 minutes, he texted me back and said, Bro, I got the chills right now. <laughs> He's like, This is the one. He said, I'm on it. He's like, How do you got him sounding like this? I'm like, Dude, this is. <laughs> what we do and uh next thing you know we uh he said i i got you he called me and said yo i got more than 16 bars is that okay i'm like dog you can have yeah. a million bars <laughs> do whatever you want to do and he sent it back and he was going on vacation with his family he had just had another child with his wife i said we'll, we'll come to you to do the video and he he 
the uh, we went to North Carolina because he literally was moving mm. to a new house. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, I'll take the time out, but I only have a couple hours. So that's all we need. Wow. Didn't have a concept yet. I called Fab Five Freddy since he did just get a rep with us back in 1990. He was like, what's the song about? I told him and he said, oh, and J. Cole's on it too. And he said, hey man, I didn't like all that stuff with the fake will and all that stuff. You know, that, that really bothered me because I didn't believe that that will written written by Guru and all that. He said, we should reenact that and do it the right way with the will being presented to his son. I was yeah. like, well, write it up the treatment and send it to me. He sent it and said, you know, it's going to be him giving these precious stones. And when we give it to people in the neighborhood, it's going to turn into diamonds. I was like, yo, I'm with it. And then, uh, and then he, he uh, I sent it to Guru's family for their okay. They were like, we love it. They are like, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why at the reading of the will is Justin who set off the whole alarm, Guru's son, yeah. and Shug, because he's the founder of Gangstar with Guru. Yeah. So they, and of course me, so not the founder, but just mm-hmm. being in the, that part of the reading of the will, yeah, the yeah. most important part. And that's how we did it. Amazing. Do you want to, yeah, order some food? Yeah, yeah. Let me get to the mat. Oh, don't worry about it. Is there a way I can just get a couple pieces of chicken? Yeah, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So you sound like quite philosophical about all of the stuff with Salah and all this. Have you managed to give yourself some distance from that? Was that something that you still kind of uh, feel angry about, that whole, the whole nah, fallout from all of that? The anger left the day he died. You know, right. Because I got to see him in the hospital right before and, and feel his presence, even though he wasn't out of the coma. But just watching him just look like he was waking up, like he's laying there and his eyes fluttering like this. And it's almost like he's going to get up. Mm. But you, but the respirator was breathing for him, and it was just like such a disappointing sight to see. And I, w- I wasn't allowed in the hospital. I snuck in there, and I remember the nurse walked in and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. You're not on the list. You got to get out." And I had the moment of truth. See, there, I said, "Ma'am, look, <laughs> that's us." And I, said, I opened, took, even took the sleeve out. I said, "Look, yeah. see, we're, we're musicians. This is my partner. I haven't seen yeah. him in a while. I heard he was sick." I just want to kind of, you know, mm. come show some love, and that's it. 
She goes, you got five minutes and you got to get out. And wow. the, the help, the, the, the CD helped. Yeah. You know, so wow. the, uh, I said my words to him. I said, and I said, I, I will make sure your family's good. Yeah. And we, we've done that from day one. From day That's one, right. we, we fought to make sure everything's turned over to his family and to his son. His son was nine years old, you know. So yeah, yeah. He need, definitely needed help from some adults. That, and we know everything, you know. Uh, Solo was claiming he owns the, the logo and the name. It's like, why would you even want to? Like, why yes. would you even want to own Gangstar at all? You're not even a fan of us. I saw the interview where he said I was never a fan. And it's, it's out there, you know, really? YouTube, yeah. Mm. So if you're never a fan, why do you want to hold on to this and, and not just say, I'm making sure his son, you can even say, forget Premier. I want to make sure his son is holding on to it. As long as you give it to his son and it's in the right hands, I'll deal with it. his family later. They're not going to turn on me because they know I'm legit. And we don't have an agenda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything that we built together is important to the legacy of the whole name. So that, that's what I still represent. And uh, Suge does the same. And, and that, that's really where we started Gangstar Enterprises, which right. it's uh, me, uh, Gru's nephew, his son, his son's mother, Lana, and uh, Gru's sister, Trish, who Solar always dis disrespects and says, she, she's, she's a fraud, she's nobody. Uh, he wasn't even in touch with her. And it's like, bullshit. Like, that's it. out of all of his siblings, she's the one he trusted to confide in whenever he had problems, whenever he was going through distress. He always dealt with Trish and all the years I've come up with him, that's when we was around her and her two sons, also Denzel, who's Justin's little brother, he's the one that had to convince me to go to the hospital. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna go. Right. Really? Like, yeah, and then he's a young kid. Mm. He's yelling at me on the phone going, motherfucker, you go. If anybody needs to see him, you need to yeah. see him. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm not gonna be able to get in. He goes, find a way. Just like that. Really? I was like, just the emotion yeah, yeah. of a young kid telling me, talking to me like that. I was like, okay, Denzel, I'm going to go. Yeah. I called my homies because one of them that, that had to escort Justin and be his security just in case he had to get ugly, he had to come with me because he knows where to go. I don't know where to go in the hospital to find his room. So he came with me and our homie Vic Black, who played uh, the the drug dealer and just to get a rep? Yeah, when I was yeah. like, I need more money, wow. more money. Yeah, him. That he came with me, and uh, I, I waited in the parking lot in the car. They said we're gonna see if we can get in there first. Right. They snuck in. They were able to get in there. He tells, calls me and says, "Come on, get in here now. You you, you can sneak in." Right when he, right when I come in, he's motioning like, "Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up!" <laughs> the information people see him doing that, so they're looking like, "Excuse me, uh." Uh, you know, so all this, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to see uh, Keith Elam. She goes, hold on a second. Looks at the list, and she goes, what's your name? I told her my name. She's like, you're not on the list. You can't go. I called Guru's father. Guru's father said, ask for a proxy advocate. They can't deny you. He, he's, he's a Supreme Court judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, ask for a And he had already uh, forced uh, Solar and the, and the hospital to let Justin see him the day, uh, maybe maybe three days before, four days before. So he told me, just ask for a proxy advocate. They're gonna know you you know more than, than what, they, who would know to ask for that? Because Solo was the healthcare proxy. I went, um, they, they said, well, the healthcare proxy is in a meeting. I went really early that morning. I said, the healthcare proxy is in a meeting right now. It's gonna probably be an hour or so. I said, I'll wait. Mm. All of a sudden people are just coming down and just, mumbling and looking at me and I'm just like what the hell you know and then the next thing you know 
my partner Black's like, yo, let's see if we can go through one of the side doors. And I'm like, nah, because those side doors of the hospital got alarmed. You push that door open, it's going to go off, and they're going to yeah. be, be wondering what the hell's going on. Then we ran to a guy who was on lunch break, black guy, on lunch break over by where all the dumpsters are, where they throw all the garbage, and I probably, you know, stir old sheets and stuff, smoking a cigarette and eating a sandwich. And I'm like, yo, man, do you know who I am? He goes, yeah, yeah, you a gang star. He goes, like, yeah. I said, yo, man, can you sneak me in here to see Guru? He said, yeah, man, no Guru's up in there. You know, he said, he's not, not, he's not doing well, man. I said, yeah. I said, I'm not on the list. Can you get me in? He goes, I'll tell you what, can you listen to one of my demo tapes? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this, 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 like, I'm not making this up. I go, dude, I'm down there ready to sign you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get me in there. Yeah. And he happened to work in the morgue. Right. You know, so he's like, I can't promise, but let me see what I can do. You just wait here. Give me like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, all right, we wait, we wait, we wait. I'm looking at my watch. I remember I never looked at my watch so much. Yeah. Like, black man, he's taking too long. This, I don't think he's coming back. He's like, I'm telling you, just wait, just wait. Now it's coming almost a half hour. I'm like, no, I don't think he's coming back. So let's just hold, be patient. Now it's almost 40 minutes. I'm like, nah, forget it. I'm gonna do it my way. We go back to the front because we're way around the side. We drive back to the front. They're doing construction on the bathrooms. You know, the ones that just you could walk in publicly at a hospital. Right when I go in to talk to the woman um, to tell her I really need to use the bathroom really bad while I wait for the proxy advocate, she said, well, we're under construction right now, but I'm going to let you go down the hall, but I'm going to give you five to ten minutes. If you're not back, I'm going to call the authorities because you didn't come back. I was like, no problem. Which way do I go? She goes around behind my desk, go down by the gift shop. You're going to see another bathroom. I said, okay. Now, as I start walking through there, on my way to walk that way, a black guy rolls up in a wheelchair to the information desk and just starts cursing really loud. I want to see my motherfucking doctor right now. I want to see doctor so-and-so. They obviously knew him because whatever his name was, just using a, a dummy name, uh, Mr. Smith. Mm. Hey, Mr. Smith, would you calm down? We're, we're going to see your doctor. No, I want to see him now. I'm telling bullshit and I'm tired of this bullshit. He's causing a distraction. I'm like, damn, he, now she's paying attention to him. This is the best time to make a run for it to go on to, uh, to the second floor where his room is. His room was, I think, was 268 because I go down the hall and then when I turn around by the gift shop, I see the elevators are going down. You know, it has a number show with yeah. floors on. I see it's on four. And then I see it say three, two. I'm like, I look over at her. She's distracted by that guy still yelling. And she's like, just come. I'm going to call your doctor again. You know, whatever, whatever. They were familiar with him. And uh, and right when I'm about to walk on, a family of four, like a, a Latino family, big guy looks like he plays football. And his wife is like a big lady, too. You know, not as big as him, but still a big, hefty lady. And they had their two kids. They walk up and uh, get in front of me at the elevator right when it hits the lobby level. I'm like, I'm going to walk on with them. Right when they're walking on, I look back again to make sure she's not looking yeah. back to catch me. She's not looking because she's still dealing with this guy. I get on. I said, what floor y'all going to? She said, two. They said, two. That's why I'm going. Said, I'm going to two as well. I get behind them because I'm already thinking when I get off the elevator, I don't know if they're warned or on standby yeah. to catch yeah, another yeah. one of us. Because when they called about my two guys, they she said, 
has anybody been up there? She said, there were these two black guys over there earlier. So already, I know there might be a lookout, another black guy coming because they got to be looking for Guru. I followed them around the doors because uh, um, Denzel had told me, you got to walk through these double doors. You know, he'd already told me which way I got to go. Boom, I go through and they, the lady jumps out and goes, yes, may I help y'all? And they were like, yeah, we're looking for, again, I could be wrong on the name. I thought it was Gonzalez. They were like, just using that as the right name. Uh, we're looking for such and such Gonzalez. They, she said, what room number? She, they said 269. Guru's in 268. Right. She goes, come this way. I walk with them. <laughs> this is 268. You're 269. Once they go ahead and she's about to let them in, I go back and slide to the door. She didn't wow. see me. They, they were such a big fan. Yeah, yeah. She didn't see me, and that's how I slid inside. That's amazing, man. Crazy, right? So when you came to do uh, this album, because obviously the whole creative process, you've got to, you know, you've got to be like loose and just into it. Yeah. You must have been feeling like a lot of press. You know, you, it's been so difficult for you to get these mm. these vocals, and then yeah. suddenly you're putting this album together. Yeah. Was that hanging over you? Did you find that difficult to get through? That not difficult, but just emotional. Where you cried, just at random, just like like out of happiness, but also like, damn, you're not here, dude. Like. Like, you should be here for this. And spiritually, you are, because I would do a, a ritual where I would bless the room before I start. But still, it, it was to where I, I would just I would just go in with the attitude of, you know how to make a gangster album, so do it. Yeah. You know, and, and do it the way you know he would like it. And, and that, that's how, how I went in every day. And was there any part of you that's thinking, if I can't get this to be up to what I want it to be, I'm not going to put it out? Or? Oh, yeah, I would have. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it didn't sound like it's up to par, I'm, I'm not releasing it. Right. Yeah, 100%. I don't want people going, man, you did a bad job trying to resurrect this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because those albums, are, it's difficult, isn't it, to do that properly, right? Yeah, but I totally was like, man, I'm going to kill it. And, and, and I was excited. <laughs> yeah. And then were you, were you put, you're putting that out for, I, I guess, I don't know how much you think about who you're putting out for, but obviously putting out for Gangstar fans. Mm-hmm. But were you thinking, I'm hoping this is going to bring new people to Gangstar? You know that. Not initially, because I just said the diehard fans who haven't had an album in 16 years, they're going to be with it. Yeah. Because if I'm loving it, they're going to love yeah, it. Yeah. Gonna, because they already know what they want from where we stopped. Yeah. With, with uh, and then a lot of people were, did, we, you know, I remember Solar was saying that we were doing smear campaigns against Guru and having fans disrespect the, 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 their Jazzmatazz 4 and um, what was the other one, the uh, Jazz Messenger. No, it yeah. just wasn't good material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not where, 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 I mean, I didn't even know the internet like that back when they were doing that. So uh, who am I going to call and go, hey, man, can you shoot uh, <laughs> this Guru and Solar? Like, yeah. who's yeah, even yeah. thinking like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even thinking that way. So why, why would you even think that that's what we're doing? And putting that in the groove's head, thinking that that's the truth. Mm. It's like, that's, that's asinine and psycho. Yeah. Psychotic. So right there, I'm just like, oh, man, this dude's really nuts, but we got to just keep on staying on our path of positive energy and just do what we do. If we, uh, if we, uh, if, if we ever get our hands on that music, uh, we will, we'll do it the way we've been doing. If we don't, we still have seven albums and tons of history and videos mm. and interviews that are out there. And, and, and uh, the memories of 
of the music we yeah. laid down. So I was good, good either way. But for closure for me, I was like, the fans deserve to hear it if it's in my hands because I'm going to make it sound like the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And even now he's saying that I'm plagiarizing and stole everything. And it's like, why would I buy them from you? And I got to produce it with you? Yeah, yeah, mm. Look at every gangster album. Does it say produced by anybody but me? It's yeah. co-produced by Guru. And, and even that is his input from the perspective of rhyming and creative titles and whatnot. And my job is producing and doing the tracks. And, and even maybe throwing a title or a subject for him to write to. But other than that, we don't need help. Yeah. producing it and I gotta pay you a check that's it that's not happening yeah so why would I stand how else could I steal it? you know what I'm saying like you signed every right over on paper yeah now you're saying all that's made up it's like come on can wow. you tell the truth about anything yeah like even he wrote a book Moment of Truth uh, I saw an interview recently he said yeah uh, a guru started writing the book I helped him write it and he said, if I die, you can finish it. It's like, finish what? Yeah. You, you don't know us like that. Yeah. You don't know yeah. nothing about so us. Are, but there can't, are there people that are siding with him in this whole thing? Or? Oh, they're, they're, all, they're all imitation. Right, right, right. None of them are real. Yeah. Anything you're saying like that, oh, for real, I can't believe he stole that one. Come on. Yeah. Who, who's this from? Who? Yeah, yeah. Every time you see him, he's by himself. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you now, we've been talking about it on the podcast. The yeah. album is amazing, man. Like, you, it's, it's such a great album. But the reason I ask you about who you put it out for, I mean, I know you put it out for the gangster fans, but actually... And for his fans, for yeah. his son. Yeah. To, yeah. Off, to, to be able to benefit from it because the estate, the, the only revenue that besides his publishing from all of his past music is from the merch that we sell, yeah. which we... We split 50 50. I get 50% of that. I get the other yeah. 50% to them, as we would have been doing anyway. Yeah. Have you been surprised by the fact that actually, when the album dropped, people that didn't know Gangstar have come to that album now? Well, you know, you're Jay, aware of that. That's right? what J. Cole said. Yeah. Uh, that's why he said, Preem, I know you want to drop bad name first. Please drop mine first. Yeah. And then, then put bad name second. I was like, no, Cole, I can't, man. Yeah. Like, this sounds like a, you know my steeds or a full clip this is the way we would come out if we were dropping our first single he said I know that he said look at this you're not building a fan base because you're already built Yeah. he said you don't have to stretch a single for six to eight weeks like most people do because your fans are so loyal that they're gonna be like you could drop another one in two weeks yeah. and I was like yeah well that's true he said and plus my fans may not know who Gangstar is, and just because of that one record, they're gonna go, Gangstar, oh damn, they got seven albums. Yeah. Mm. You know, and then, you know, okay, let me, oh damn, I like this. And yeah, yeah, You're gaining a new audience. Yeah. So he convinced me, it took a minute, because I was like, no, Cole, no. <laughs> and plus, I didn't have a video concept yet. I had one for Bad Name from day one. I said, I want Guru's son to, to imitate his father. And he said, I'm totally down to do it. And I was like, yo, but you got the dreads. He said, hey, I'll cut it whenever you're ready to shoot it. I'll cut them. I'm like, really? He said, yeah. I said, okay, well, let's, so we were getting ready to do that video. And that's when Cole said, stop. And said, let's switch it. So when he said that, I'm like, I don't even have a concept for family and loyalty yet. Because we, we figured bad name's going to run for a little while. Then mm. I can start thinking about the Cole video and come up with a concept. And then I, start, I reached out to Jonah Hill because I saw the Travis Scott video he did. My manager showed me, and I was like, this is a dope video. It's really creative and left yeah. field, and he's a Gangstar fan. So from there, I said, you know what? 
Uh, it was, he couldn't do it at the time. So then I'm like, who can I call? Who can I call that gets yeah. gangstar? I called Fat Fox Freddy. Say, hey man, he could help me do this video yeah. real quick. He said, for who? I said, gangstar. He said, gangstar? You got some new <laughs> shit? I'm like, yeah. Like, said, you, you know how you yeah, talk. Yeah. Yo, man, so what's the song about, man? I said, yo, I'll send it to you. I sent it to him. He goes, yo, man, I'm feeling this. He said, J. Cole went in. He said, yo. And that's when he said, hey, I don't like all that controversy with the will. He said, we should reenact that. And that's how it all came together. Do you have enough verses from that process to do more I bought, albums? I bought 30 sessions. Okay. Yeah. Some of them were not to my liking right, as right. far as what I know Guru sounds like. Right. Yeah. But I said, if I'm, I'd rather me have them than him. Yeah, yeah. So I said, fine, just fine. Yeah. Some of them are just hooks with no verses. Yeah. Like, you know, they could, we might be doing a commercial and they need a cool yeah, line yeah. and I can use Guru's voice and get paid to send yeah. to, to, so that the estate gets paid. And and I'm always thinking about the estate eating every mm. time because that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, so, and from day one, since he was nine years old, when he's 19, going on 20. He's, uh, he's been taken care of financially through us. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I came to see the Gods of Rap show okay. at Wembley. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's an amazing show. That was show. the first show too, so I, yeah. was, I didn't have a set plan. I just, right, right, right. I went in kind of blind. But like, what's clear about you is that, you know, gangsters one thing, but also just hip hop in general, mm-hmm. you're so passionate about yeah. about pushing that. Yeah. Do you still feel as like, as as happy with the art form and, and, and the health oh, yeah. that it's in as yeah, you always have absolutely. done. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I have a radio show that I do every Tuesday on Eminem's yeah. channel on Shade 45 on Sirius XM Satellite Radio and it's just raw and uncut underground and there's so many boom bap records that yeah. are brand new that they, they are not getting the light of day because the yeah. DJs can't really play it in the mix because they're programmed to have to do uh, you know what's on the playlist yeah, people, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know doing whatever they, they, they have to do to prom- promote or being paid to play where me it's uncut and you know they said do it the way you do it and these records are are available so I do a playlist every Tuesday posting I mean every Wednesday where I post what, what I play so that people can be like damn I actually can get this yeah, yeah, yeah. playing yeah. and it helps keep that era yeah, alive yeah, because right. the boom bap era is more closer to the purest form of hip hop with dope beats, lyrics, scratching, yeah. mm-hmm. and that concept of how it was created. So I stick to that, yeah. and uh, and um, taking care of me my whole career, giving me homes and cars, and investing mm-hmm. money to save for my son's future, and you know, to buy yeah. my mother her mink coat she always wanted, and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, yeah. and uh, so I don't want to lose that. And then that's the sound I like as a fan. Yeah, you know, the, the trap sound and everything that's popping now. I don't want to make that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't mind it because my son don't like my style of music. He yeah. likes that, yeah. so I keep up with it. But you're supposed to keep up with it. Mm. I do that, and I make sure that I stay true to this this format because this format is necessary. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Premier, it's been like you are yeah. the greatest hip hop producer of all time. You, to have a legend like you on a podcast is like a proper honor for us. Yeah. And, we don't uh, need to do any more. No, that's we're it. Done. We're done. We're going to retire yeah, now. Yeah. But, um, we're working on a gangster documentary. With, oh, with, with, I don't know. If you say you follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all these little clips. We're yeah, yeah. This is from right. hundreds. Right, not, right, right. Not a couple, hundreds of tapes that we've had stored all these years, and now we're digitizing them for, for so we can do a documentary. And I haven't even shown the, the like 80, 1989 and nineteen ninety stuff. Oof. We're saving that, mm, but cool. we're doing that, and this is kind of help pre-building it because it's like yeah, yeah. seeing all this footage of us having being cool with each other, yeah. bugging out, and uh, that I'm, I figure 
once we get that and shop it to like a, a you know Netflix or whoever yeah. to get a deal, then I take some more of the unreleased stuff and make a, a, a an album to go with that. Oh, amazing. you know, maybe not as many songs, but you know, even if it's eight songs, it'd yeah. still be dope. To have some more new shit to go with the documentary, so yeah. I'll go comb through all that stuff and just see what I have. But I have at least another twelve, fifteen, you know, left. Okay, well, listen, on, on behalf yeah. of the podcast, yes. thank you for everything you've done for the, yeah. for the music, man. We really appreciate it. I thank appreciate you. Thank, love. You. thank you. So many rappers trying to get their name out. Many got caught up for just having their chain out. So many rappers couldn't handle showbiz. While I'm steady rocking, so you know what it is. So many rappers made this their dream. Then quickly, most have disappeared from the scene. So many one-hit wonders, it's like a spin of the wheel. You know I stay consistent and get it in for real. So many rappers want to rock like this But they got no stamina and they don't talk like this Plus I've learned to avoid the traps I truly love this shit, that's where the MTV raps They'll get their little run and have a little fun Some will go from popularity to a little then to none Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.